If you're looking for a podcast about all things hunting, especially in the South, you've come to the right place. My name is Weber Herbison, and hunting is the ultimate addiction. Welcome back to the Ultimate Addiction Podcast. Uh, we're back in the studio, me and Patrick, and I guess it is about time to start talking about turkeys. I cannot even tell you how many people have messaged me or, uh, you know, just reached out to me and said or asked, when are you going to start talking about turkey hunting? And I... <laughs> I guess today's the day. I was really, I don't guess I was trying to drag out deer season, but, you know, I still had more to talk about for deer season, and I was trying to, I didn't want to jump the gun, I guess you'd say, with turkeys, you know. I didn't want to start talking about it in January when we're a, it'd be different if we were a full turkey hunting brand, I guess you'd say, but, you know, we're kind of, we like the whitetails too, man. <laughs> uh enjoy shooting a stick and string yeah that's my big thing yeah i'm a bow hunter but you know i mean if you listen to these podcasts we've been all about deer and uh people who've met me in the you know recent years they you know they've seen pictures of the deer i've killed and stuff and so everybody kind of knows me as a deer hunter but contrary to popular belief i was a turkey hunter long before i was a deer hunter I, uh, I definitely identified myself as a turkey hunter for a long time. And I'm not saying that I don't do that anymore. Uh, I think I just, turkey hunting's become so popular now that I don't want to make myself mainstream. Does that make sense? Uh, like, do you, you under, you you feel that you feel you know understand what I'm yeah, saying? I understand. We were we were turkey hunting before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. The turkey hunting is the cool thing to do now. And Patrick and I have been turkey hunting a long time. Heck, golly, how long have we been turkey hunting now? Uh, Fifteen years, probably. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Uh, so I killed my very first turkey when I was seven, and I don't think I killed another one until I was. 13 or 14 i i started turkey hunting when i was seven but i didn't kill one until i was nine i i spooked more turkeys than anybody should i can't even imagine how frustrated my dad was with me because we we spooked so many turkeys my my gun barrel would be just shaking so bad that i would spook the freaking turkey when he came in that's when everybody shot 12 gauges too oh yeah you were shooting 12 gauge at nine years old oh my gosh i couldn't even hold it up like i can remember trying to rep like my dad would stick down a little blind around us and i would try to like rest it on the stakes of the blind and there was a turkey coming and he was at like 40 yards one day and it the gun barrel like slipped off the side of the stake and the freaking turkey started putting i thought my dad was gonna kill me uh i actually remember one time me and my dad were hunting in a cutover, but it was like real, it was kind of, it was a cutover, but it was open. It was almost like they clear cut it, and it was just like piles of trees everywhere, and a lot of grass all underneath it and everything, and man, like when you're young, you just don't know like how far the turkey is, you know, like I had heard a turkey gobble a million times, and it was like one of those things we set up on him, and he sat out there and gobbled, but he never came in, you know, type thing. And I remember one time, we were, me and my dad were hunting, and we, like, sit down real quick, and the turkey's gobbling, and he's like, get your gun up, get your gun up. And I can't see anywhere, like, I can see, like, 40 yards. And all of a sudden, dude, two longbeards come full sprint around this uh, big log pile, and I'm just, like, completely frozen. Can't even pick my gun up. I didn't know what to do. Just like peeing down my leg, basically. <laughs> and then the turkeys run in and they slam on brakes and they turn around and they take off running another way. And my dad is like, What are you doing? And like grabs a gun. He, I think he had his gun and just starts like, He 
fired off three shots. So anyway, I started blasting. Yeah, yeah, he started blasting for sure. And uh, he was pissed. He was like, what are you doing? I was like, uh, uh, you know, just couldn't even speak. It was so bad. Uh, Three-year-old used his britches on the playground. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know what to do. Like, I was over there pouting like, like you said, like a three-year-old done sold himself on the playground. Because that's basically what I did was just crap the bed. Uh, I remember when you were younger, and now they got turkey chairs and all this stuff. And yeah. You've learned how to sit on a tree. But now when you're younger and you'd, you'd be sitting there and 30 minutes would go by. You'd be, and you'd be so slumped down. You can't, you can't even see over the blind. You're just like sinking and down you're just lower. Trying to get comfortable and your dad's sitting there all the time. Stop moving. Uh-huh. Stop moving. Yep. Stop moving. Just yep. couldn't get comfortable. The, like you were just hoping if the turkey came up, he'd be blind or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, I spooked so many turkeys when I was young. It wasn't even funny. I can remember the first turkey I killed. My dad were out, and I were on a four wheeler. So like, I know a bunch of people use four wheelers, but you know, well, like we have side by sides now. We've had side by sides for a long time now. Like we hadn't used a four wheeler in a minute, at least hunting. Uh. And we're like on the four-wheeler and we're riding down the road and all of a sudden my dad just like slams on the brakes and like whips it over to the side of the road and there's seven long beards crossing the road in front of us and he's like get off get off get off and we take off running through the woods like full sprint I'm trying to chase him and uh we get in front of him on a little food plot and I can hear him like walking through the leaves and I'm freaking out and I'm like do you hear him do you hear him and he's like no <laughs> my dad is so deaf he's he's like no I'm like I, I can hear him walking and all of a sudden they pop out at like 10 yards is a whole herd of them and so I, I like just he's like shoot him and I ease up and I I didn't aim at it was they're all in a wad I just like pointed it at them <laughs> and pulled the trigger completely missed there's seven long bears in a wad and i just completely whiffed and my dad is like are you kidding me and uh the turkeys you know they don't know what the heck's going on they're like running in circles just like looking around looking around. i missed them so bad that they literally just kind of stood there and i can't shuck the daggum gun because i'm so weak and young and so my dad has to reach over there shuck the gun and i literally just point it in the d- direction of the turkeys and killed one somehow and that was like i don't know that that was my first turkey that, was, that finally broke the ice after like three years of spooking everything that gobbled my, my story is kind of said my first turkey um so we hunted our double blinds yeah my dad's a big bow hunter so people who bow hunt use double blinds and um we were in island 66 i think it was our first year over there and I can't remember what happened that morning, but we were driving around. My dad finally got to a spot. I was like, okay, this is the spot. And I don't even remember hearing a turkey gobble, but I'm sure he did hear one. We went running through the woods. He had double blind. He's like telling me and my brother, sit down, sit down. And then he just throws the double blind over us, and we're sitting there. And I'm sitting in his lap, and it's one long beard and a whole bunch of jakes. And I'm so freaked out. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. He's like, yeah, you can and so he aims for me over my shoulder, and I, he's just like, pull the trigger. And I pull the trigger, and I don't—I mean, I know the gun went off, so I don't know what happened. I really can't see nothing. And uh, it's two jakes that you hit the ground with a 410. <laughs> One was at 26 yards, another one was at 36 yards with a 410. Dang. And— Everybody was so mad at, you know, you can only kill one turkey yeah. in 966 and on the Arkansas side. Oh, yeah. So you could, you know, you had two weeks and everybody's so mad about that. We ended up getting out of the club over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all got kicked out. Yeah, here. we got kicked out. Y'all got the boot. But that's, that's funny. Two Jakes trying to kill one long beard. And I don't think the next one. <laughs> A two for one. I killed, I was, I was probably 14 or 15. I can't remember how old I was. But. Same thing, double blind. You weren't that old. You were you were younger than that because heck, we were, we were killing turkeys together at fourteen or fifteen. Uh, you killed one with your bow, and you were like eleven. I thought. I don't think so. I'm in thirteen. Twelve. I know we killed a turkey together when we were like fifteen. 
If you can uh, go back and look at the time, the year I killed turkey with the bow is the first year. My birthday is March 5th, and youth season opened on March 5th. So if you could figure out yeah, that time, that, was. that would have been the first turkey I killed hmm. next to the two jakes. I still, someone asked me the other day, like, what broadheads do you use turkey hunting? I was like, none. <laughs> I use a shotgun. Pellets. Yeah, I'm a, I am a bow hunter for everything but turkeys. I don't know why. I may, I'll probably do it one day, but I've just never had the desire to hunt one with a bow. I think it's just too cool with a, I don't know, with a shotgun. Uh, They're definitely hard to kill with a bow. Yeah, and you I know, don't. You, you just get in the fall, like just trying to be sneaky. You're sitting in a tree, and they mm-hmm. get with they, where they can see you, and they start putting. I don't think I've ever. Uh, I don't know. I just you know most people hunt them out of a blind with a bow and i don't i don't want to sit in a blind we did that one time and almost killed one uh should have when we were heck we were like the video is on youtube from like 2011 so long ago uh (laughs) our truck broke down and some and they just dropped me and patrick off and we went and sat in this blind started calling and called one up and uh just couldn't get a shot with a bow could have blasted him with a shotgun could have smoked him uh, yes, I remember you saying on that hunt, you saying you could hear the turkeys. Your dad couldn't hear it. I use my ears a lot when oh, hunting, yeah. and I remember on that hunt, we were walking to the blind. I said, "There's and, turkeys and in the bottom." Scratching, yeah. And so we crawled over, put a decoy up, and then got back in blind. It wasn't ten, fifteen yeah, minutes. No. He was in. We called. We called like a handful of times, and the next thing you know, he was like coming up the hill. Yeah, we could hear him scratching the whole time. I like. I use, like you said, use my ears for everything. Last year, we killed a turkey in Colorado that did not gobble. He gobbled a lot for an hour or so, and then he just quit. And, I mean, he was 150 yards probably, and we sat there and hunted him off of him drumming for another hour. Yep. And work, we were working him. But the only way we knew we were working him is be, is based off his drumming getting closer or further. Yep. And uh, a lot of people can't hear drumming or they just don't know what. I think it's something you listen for. for. Yeah. If you're an older person, like my my dad can hear basses really well. He can't hear high-pitched sounds. Yeah. So he can hear drumming over some other sounds. Like, like a whistle a, or something. Yeah, like my a dad bird. can't hear a whistle. But, I mean... I don't know. It's definitely something you got to listen for. Yeah, at like, it's not just something you hear. You definitely no. have to be listening for it. If they're really, really close, I've had a handful of times where the turkey, like the drumming, is just like hurt your ears loud. But even then, if you didn't know what you were listening for, you wouldn't. I don't think you, you would pay attention to it. Yeah, you think it just trucks on the road? Or yeah, something? something like that. I remember, man, I killed a turkey one time, and it was he was in a thicket, and he couldn't have been more than twenty yards, and it was just like. You know, I mean, just hurting my ears. He was doing it so loud, uh, or at least it seemed that way. But uh, speaking of turkeys, this weekend I was shed hunting last uh, podcast episode was shed season, so I did get to go this weekend. And of course, it rained the entire weekend. We were talking about, you know, you want to go shed hunting on a cloudy, dreary, you know, drizzling rain day. Well, I did with me and my dad. And we found a good bit. We found like 25 sheds in a, in a couple hours, but we didn't get to shed hunting all Saturday because it rained all day hard. And then Sunday morning, got up at daylight, or I was up at daylight. We <laughs> had to wait on my dad to get up. He'd been shed hunting every day, just about. And uh, I don't know, we went out three or four hours, found probably 25, and uh, the storm was rolling in for that evening. And we're walking through the woods, and uh, the thunder starts building up, you know, it's that rolling thunder. Like, I, it, man, a day turkey hunting, when it is rolling thunder like that, you would be amazed at what you'd hear. Uh, but anyway, it started rolling thunder, and I could, I could hear, like, a group of long bears kind of start, start firing up or whatever, and all of a sudden one just freaking hammered. And my dad and I are like, I don't know, 50, 60 yards apart. And uh, he's freaking deaf. So he couldn't hear him, you know, kind of start firing up, especially he was walking. 
but he heard him gobble. And so all of a sudden he's – and the turkey couldn't have been 120 yards from me on the ground. Like, he was close. And he – my dad's like, did you hear that? <laughs> I mean, I, we're not turkey hunting. We're shed hunting. And I was like, yeah, like, dang it. I freaking wanted to make him gobble again. Uh, I tried, but he did not gobble again. But, yeah. It's a little early. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – Definitely a little early to be getting them to shock gobble like that, but a big old thing of thunder, dude, will terrorize them if it if it's the right time of year. But it definitely got me fired up. I mean, I I'm out there shed hunting. And I'm like, man, really wish I could yelp to these sun guns. So I guess I guess that kind of started shifting my mindset. I wouldn't mind going shed hunting again, but I'm getting you know we got the NWTF this weekend. I think that'll start. That'll get my brain where it needs to yeah. be. Right now, worried about school. Yes, man. You know, dealing with school. Still got a little bit left. Uh, so it is what it is. But got to enjoy your time in the woods, just like anything. Just like somebody with a regular job, like. Just gotta enjoy your time in the woods while you're there. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna be at the NWTF this weekend in Nashville. If you don't know what that is, the NWTF convention in Nashville is is the national convention. Is huge. It is the national convention for the National Wild Turkey Federation, and it is honestly insane. Uh. I've never been to the the SCI convention. Patrick went this past year, but uh, the NWTF is a bunch. They, yeah, they advertise it as the Super Bowl of turkey hunting. Literally, if if you're a turkey hunter, you need to go to this. Uh, we used to go to it all the time growing up. Patrick and I were there the very first year that it was in Nashville in like 2012. Uh, got to meet Michael Waddell, which was awesome. Um. Back then is kind of when we started the Ultimate Addiction, and we were like, you know, really trying for this thing back then, and, you know, times were different then than they are now. The platforms have changed, you know. the We were 14 years old, you know. A lot, you know, back then you are trying to get on the Outdoor Channel. We talked about all this on Episode 1, but, man... <laughs> I bugged Michael Waddell to death on Twitter with the Ultimate Addiction Twitter account. And he finally, I guess, I guess I got his attention finally. And he started like, mess- we, we messaged back and forth. Uh, he was super nice, like just extremely great guy for, for you know. Yeah, two 14-year-olds who dream of being on yeah, dream TV. of being him, really. And uh, he was super nice. He he followed us on Twitter, and he would reply to us, and I, you know, we DM back and forth every now and then. And he, we met him at the NWTF, and he he knew who we were. He like he signed all kind. Of, we held up the line for like thirty minutes. Like <laughs> the people were pissed, uh, but we Patrick and I were absolutely living the dream. We thought. Uh, he signed a bunch of stuff for us. Great guy. Like, I still respect him highly. And, you know, nowadays people give him crap because he freaking uses decoys to turkey hunt, and that's like the new thing in turkey hunting. Like, oh, if you use a decoy, you're an idiot or you're not a good turkey hunter. And Michael Waddell could literally kill a turkey in the Walmart parking lot, and yet people still give him crap because he wants to use a decoy. Like... That man's He's been, another one of those people. He was big in turkey hunting before turkey hunting was way before cool. it was cool. Like he he made turkey hunting. He's one of the people who made turkey hunting cool. Yeah. Uh, I like. I know we have a video on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, it's called uh, "You Ain't a Turkey Hunter." Or that's it. Yeah, I <laughs> I had to make sure I had that right. It's called "You Ain't a Turkey Hunter," and it's basically just poking fun and all the, like the stereotypes now that come along with turkey hunting and like we said earlier we're like we've been doing this way before it was cool like turkey hunting has in the last few years grown exponentially like especially since covid you know covid hit 
in the spring. Yeah, they got everybody in the woods. Yeah, and, you know, college kids, everybody that normally doesn't turkey hunt, they didn't have anything to do. Onyx is out. Yep, Onyx, huge. And Dave Owens, the hunting public, they're yep. all online advertising that you can go out there and on public land and, and hunt, hunt turkeys. And that, you know, that's what people like about it is, like, you you just go out there and you, you know, if you hear one, go yeah, after Yeah, you don't have to find them. You can just yeah. make a noise and they'll gobble. Yep. And so, like, turkey hunting is great. And I'm, like, like I said, I identified as a turkey hunter way before I identified as a deer hunter. And, like, still do. Like, I love turkey hunting with a passion. I, you know, the, the U.S. Super Slam is you know has become really big now within the past you know several years and it was not a thing until like i said past few years yeah and it wasn't officially a thing until i i can't remember when it was it's not it's been since 2015 yeah like 2015 is kind of when uh chasing 49 came out or i'll look it up but the Super Slam, U.S. Super Slam, is killing a turkey in all 49 states. We mentioned uh, in the last podcast there's no turkeys in Alaska, so it's chasing 49. You're trying to kill one in, in every state that has them. And I thought I made that up. When I, when I was, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, I thought that I invented the U.S. Super Slam because I'd never heard of it, and I was like, I think, it would be so cool to kill one in every state. Like, because uh, I remember we killed a turkey, or I killed a turkey, in just the most beautiful bottom. And it was so green and so pretty, and on the edge of a pond, like a, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like just the most beautiful thing ever. And I was like, man, imagine where, you know, I'm killing a turkey in this beautiful place in Mississippi. Imagine the places I could kill one in every other state. And, like, for me personally, I love hunting Merriam's. I love the West. I love how clean it is. I love, you know, just how open it is. You can kind of see them coming. I love the white fans. I love everything about Merriam's. I love to call, and you call. You can call a lot to Merriam's, and I love that. And so, like, my first thought was, like, man, how cool would it be to kill a turkey in a meadow, like, with a mountainous backdrop and, you know, find an elk shed while I'm out there. And, like, I have since done that, and I would do it every freaking day if I could. Like, that's how that's how much I still like it, even though I've already done it. All right, so on the NWTF page, it's got... 16 people have completed and registered it. An emphasis on the registered because it's only 16 people and Dave Owens is not even on here. Yeah. Which I think he kind of made it a big deal. Yeah, for sure. He's working on his second. I don't know that he's actively pursuing his second one, but... But it'll probably happen. It'll probably end up happening. Just because he, he doesn't stop turkey hunting. Yeah, he, he turkey hunts every single day from Florida until... Maine or yep. whenever you know the longest season goes and then the first one recorded it says one in 1997 dang and then everything the next closest date is 2012 1997 i can't imagine doing it it's super impressive because like if you've ever traveled to turkey hunt it is extreme like thanks to on x and the internet and you know everything else you can find somewhere to hunt in every state super easy now if you don't know what you're doing you're probably you know you're probably not going to drive to this other state and just be surrounded by turkeys like it is i've been doing it a long time i've been traveling turkey hunting a long time heck when did we start at like it was our first year of college. 18, yeah. Or I guess so we six, were, 2016. Yeah, the spring of 16. So we've been doing, like, we've been traveling turkey hunting every year for almost 10 years. Uh, eight years now. And 
like we were doing it before on x and before yeah, i think our first year we went was maybe the year before Onyx was made popular no well no, i wouldn't even say that because i remember you had like land glide and all these other apps and i went on i went on several more trips i didn't get on x until like 2020 or 2019 ish so probably three years before it got big enough that people started using it and uh man let me tell you me and patrick drove a long way to hunt some merriams and we were under the impression that you just like step out of the truck and yelp and that's what everybody told us yeah it was like oh dude merriams are so easy so stupid you just step out of the truck and you start yelping at them and they're running they'll run to your truck and that is not what happened thankfully we did kill some but it was not easy we got our butts handed to us for a while. <laughs> I can remember we were out in the middle of absolute nowhere. I'm not going to say the state or anything, but we were out west in the middle of nowhere. No maps. No, like, literally we had paper a maps. paper map. We had a paper map. No, like, cell phone service. No, nothing on our phones as far as... uh on X. Yeah, I had a picture of paper map on our phone. Yeah, literally. And, you know, you're trying to... De- and it was not like a picture with trees and woods. It was like... Like a true map. Like a... Like, yeah. Interstate like a, map. Yeah. And so you're, like, trying to figure out where you can and can't hunt and stuff, looking for signs on the road, whatnot. And I can remember, we uh, got in touch with this one person, this one lady, and she rented out cabins. And uh, I'll tell you how far in the middle of nowhere we were the closest mcdonald's was 120 miles from us and there was not a restaurant or a uh fast food joint anywhere and so you know if you've ever hunted merriam's you're in the like you're out west so it gets dark late like turkeys will gobble until 9 30 at night and so we'd be roosting turkeys and i can remember we had bought groceries, like we had like bologna sandwiches in the cooler. And we roosted turkeys until like nine thirty at night. Get back to this cabin, which was like heck. Forty five minute drive. Yeah, from where we were hunting and everything. Open the cooler, all the bread is soaking wet. All of the bologna had fallen out of the cooler and the only place that had food for like an hour drive was a gas station and once you got to that gas station it was about another hour to anywhere like it was probably 30 45 minutes to that gas station and then it was another hour to anywhere you could eat so we drove 30 45 minutes from that cabin back to the gas station gonna get like some pizza or something and they had just closed and i remember i ate plain bologna on a plate with cheese melted in the microwave at this little cabin and that's what we ate for supper and that was when we thought we had hit rock bottom because we had not killed a turkey yet and that was like day five yeah it was like day five it took i mean we spent a lot of money and drove a lot of miles ended up killing two turkeys but holy cow did we think we were in for it that night uh so yeah to do that Super Slam in 1997 is extremely impressive to me. I mean, now, knowing what I know now, uh, you could I probably... Mean, now it's just the time. Yeah. It's not necessarily hard to do it now. No. you. I mean, if you have money and can travel... I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you can do it very cheap. All of our turkey trips, like I said, we've been doing it almost 10 years now. We no. go out and, like buy a tag and we sleep in a tent and uh bring groceries like we we do the bare minimum you can do it cheap but if you want you know if you had the money to you know hit up an outfitter in every state or at least get like a lease or something some private land permission yeah uh and back then not many people turkey hunted so it was probably easy to go into the northeast or where you know just anywhere people don't really turkey hunt and just ride around till you see some and be like hey man you mind if i go kill those turkeys and they're probably like please like please kill these turkeys they are bothering me uh 
I went on another trip. I'll, I'll tell this story real quick. Uh, went on another trip a few years ago, and uh, there was some long beards in this dude's yard. And I was, me and the guy that was with me, we were watching him in this guy's yard. Well, he pulls in his driveway, and we're like, holy cow. So we, we pulled in behind him. We're like, hey, man. As we're talking to this guy in his driveway, there's a strutter like 40 yards in his little, like, blueberry bushes or something. And uh, we were like, you, we ended up not hunting him uh, just because we didn't feel comfortable being that close to his house. But he was, he was like, yeah, I mean, I don't care if you hunt him. And, like, he gave us permission to hunt him, and it was just like, we didn't feel comfortable being that close to his house, and the turkeys had been eating out of his bird feeder and stuff, and so we ended up kind of leaving them be and going find another turkey. But on this same trip, this other guy had a pasture, uh, had a strutter in it every evening, and we f- could not get in, t- in touch with this guy. Finally, we see him pull in there. We're like, hey, man, like, there's a you know turkey out there. Would you mind if we hunt him? And he was like, man i i do not care like they i'm out he said i'll be out here milking my cows in the morning and they just will not shut up he was like i think what they do is gobble he's like it's the most annoying sound i've ever heard in the world please kill all of them and uh as a turkey hunter that's a great thing to that's hear. the best thing that's like the greatest thing you ever want to hear it's like the holy grail of which there wasn't but one strutter out there and we killed him uh but man, and he was like, "You can hunt my land. You can hunt the neighbor's land." He's like, "He don't care either." He's like, "Just get rid of them." <laughs> and we were like, "Yes, sir, <laughs> absolutely." Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Can uh, can I pay you? Like, can, you want to go to dinner? I mean, anything. This dude was just like, "Please, just get rid of them." And that is the the dream. Jeez, too bad he only had one turkey. Yeah, I know. It was one strutter. I actually think we had seen two strutters out there at one point, but uh, I killed that one that day. He literally was like, yes, you have permission. And he, like, backed out of his driveway, and we killed him in, like, 30 minutes. Uh, You know, just, like, caught him right up. Uh, And so we went back the next morning because we thought we had seen another strutter out there, but we didn't hear anything. And, uh... Gave up on that place. We we're like, all right, used our, you know, used our luck on that one. I guess that's something. That's something I'm kind of, I'm really passionate about. Is like if you if you're going on a trip anywhere, whether it's turkey hunting, you know, if you draw a tag out west like we did, antelope hunting, anything. Like if you get the opportunity to go hunt somewhere that's not your home state, yeah. go for it. Like. Well, what I was getting at is like try to respect what you what you have or what they have, you know. But I I didn't see what you were saying. Like, yeah, de- definitely go for the opportunities you get. Like, you got You got to make some opportunities, and you know, you definitely want to take advantage of what you got. You know, it never hurts to ask permission if you see somewhere a turkey or whatever. But what I was getting at is like. If you get the opportunity to hunt somewhere other than your home state, I know a bunch of people that are like, man, let's, I want to go and I want to kill every turkey that I see. I want to kill 15 of them. Like, you know, be respectful, number one, like, to the legal limit, obviously. But, like, try not to overstay your welcome is kind of my thing. Like, if there's three turkeys on a place, I don't necessarily want to kill all three of them. You know, I'm not that mad at them. You know, I'm there to have a good time and to kill a turkey, obviously. But, like, I don't want to... I feel like it's bad karma. You go somewhere and you start really thrashing and really overstaying your welcome, I guess you'd say. Uh, You'll... You'll get you'll get on one of them trips that that whoops your butt, and you'll start thinking twice about uh, you know, doing things that are that are frowned upon. I guess you'd say. Yeah, then now's not the time. 
the time of turkeys being everywhere yeah. in those states like Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, um, is over yeah. for the time being. And it, I don't blame one thing. It comes down to a whole lot of things. Winters get tougher. Predators are out there. But I mean, Nebraska, Kansas, and Oklahoma used to be places you go guaranteed kills. The mecca. Two or three turkeys, you know, guaranteed. But now it's come down to, I think, Nebraska's draw. Draw, so is Kansas. I did not know that. I knew you could only get one in Kansas, though. And then Oklahoma has gone downhill so much. Bad, I mean, bad. there's articles. You look up Oklahoma turkeys, and the first thing you see is, like, population decline. And, like, and the reason is because, like, those places have a lot of outfitters, number one. But, like, that is the closest area from the east that you can go hunt a different species of turkey. Like from And the they are... I mean, for the most part, easier to hunt. Yeah, they're they're very visible. And in the South, a visible turkey is a dead turkey. Like, you ain't going to drive around Mississippi very often and see a dang turkey out in a pasture. Like, because if, if that turkey's seen, he, somebody's going to kill him yep. quick. And, you know, the out West, that's just not really the case. And now there's more people out West that are starting to turkey hunt. And they're doing that. And they're, yeah, like... Uh, you know, like the reaping is an issue now, like with the de- the you know, the fan or a, a gobbler decoy. I personally do not care whether you do that or not, but, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, you, you know, you see a turkey in a field, it's a guaranteed kill. Like, in my opinion, it's not a guaranteed kill, number one. But, like, if, if somebody wants to get, you know, if that, that person... The only way he knows to kill a turkey is by using a decoy, and that's his one turkey for the year, and he eats that turkey and feeds his family with that turkey. I, I ain't got no problem with you using a decoy to kill a turkey. No, as long as you're legal and killing the legal limit, like, there's a limit for a reason. Yeah. And it's sustainable as long as people kill their limit. But as Weber said, I know there's people that go out there, and they just want to kill turkeys. They don't care how they kill them. They shoot them yeah. out of the truck. Just yeah. they want to see have a picture with a bunch of dead turkeys in it. Yep. And it's people like that that have caused the issues that we're having now with the turkey population, especially in the Midwest states. And I mean, uh, I'm sure we've all seen it. The pictures is ten guys and mm-hmm. it's twenty five turkeys on the ground. Yep. And the limit's one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's that's what you know. Is everybody wants their picture on Instagram, and so you know people have. You get your butt whooped a, uh, for a while, you know, you'll stoop to some low things. But, you know, try to, you know, do, do number one, be legal, but try to do it the right way. Like, and by when I say that, I mean, like, <laughs> don't shoot him out. Have enough respect not to shoot him out the truck or off the limb, things like that. If you want to use a decoy, I have no problem with that. Like, that's legal and that's within your right. Please use a decoy if and you want to. Even buying tags, like that's, I mean, people probably overlook that. Like I ain't spending that much money for a turkey, but you're buying the opportunity. Yeah. And that money's going back towards habitat conservation. So even then, like you need to pay that money. You wouldn't want somebody to come kill a turkey off your land without being, yep, at least legal. You know. It definitely. Uh, it's getting cracked down on more now because it's become more of a. Uh, known issue you know people going out of state you hear stories of like these guys going out of states they're not buying tags they're just killing a mess of turkeys and people have gotten caught for it and are doing some time for it and so they're cracking down on it which is really good and i I like that they're you know lowering the bag limits and uh things like that i wish they would lower the bag limit in mississippi uh i know you know people are like man i want to kill my three and i get that like killing turkeys is fun but one thing about me that i am extremely proud of as a turkey hunter like i take a lot of pride in this like i've killed a lot of turkeys but we talked about this the other day i have called up and and or videoed at least double the amount that i've killed for other people and like Man, like, to me, just watching one die is, is just as fun as pulling the trigger. And so, like, I, I'm... Yeah, it's everything that leads up to it. Yeah, that that's what's cool to me is the 
the interaction, the call and the the strategy behind it. Like anybody can just pull the trigger like but it's everything that leads up to pulling the trigger that it makes turkey hunting fun. And so I take a lot of pride in the fact that I don't have to be the one who kills the turkey. Like I just want to enjoy it and be out there. Uh, and a lot of people aren't like that. And I, I wish more people were like that. You know, a lot of people are like, man, like y'all need to quit talking about turkey hunting or posting your pictures and all this. And we don't need no more turkey hunters. Like there's already too many as it is. Like, I don't think that's an issue at all. Like, if anything, more people need to be talking about it to try to get people to do things the right way. Because I think there's still a lot of people who do things illegally. Or, you know, maybe we can get people more on the mindset of just because you can kill three turkeys here does not mean you necessarily should kill three turkeys here. Uh, well, pretty much the thing to say is, and I argued with a guy, kind of, I guess, a more popular guy on the turkey issue. I think me and Weber both have over, like, don't teach people to do something to make something harder. Like Weber said earlier, if that's the only way you kill turkey, go for it, as long as it's legal. Yeah. But you need to teach somebody to love it. Like, don't teach them, man, kill as many as you can. Get get it while the get it's good. Yeah. Like, no, teach them to respect the turkey and teach them, if they learn how to respect and love a turkey, I think that will go further. And they'll want to learn how to call a turkey. They'll want to go try not to use a decoy, which I'm like, whatever. I don't care if you use one or not, as long as it's legal. Yeah. And you're, you know, staying within your limits. That's my biggest thing is when people go kill four or five mm-hmm. and the limit's two. Yep. You know, and I think Mississippi has the, other than Texas, I think we have the highest limit. Now, yeah. And we start the earliest. Yep. Other than Florida. And we start later than the north part of Florida. Yep. Or, or, I mean, yeah, the north part of Florida starts later, later than we than, do. Yeah. Yep. So there's a lot of people coming to Mississippi that want to kill turkeys. And it's, you know, that's the first video that comes out on everybody's mm-hmm. platform mm-hmm. is Mississippi turkeys. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, some change needs to be done for sure. Yeah. It, and, you know, what, what grinds my gears is somebody who's like, uh, what well, you know we're we're losing you know turkey populations dropping because of everybody else like i'm killing well the the limit's five well i i we don't need to drop the limit because i want to keep killing my five but i want to make sure that everybody else uh doesn't kill as many as me so i want to make it where you can't use a decoy and you can't use this and you can't hunt this and you you know blah 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 but meanwhile I'm going to keep killing my five because you're the problem and I'm not. That's what I can't stand. Like, wasn't Tennessee, didn't Tennessee used to be five? I think it was four. Okay, maybe four. And the season started um, early April. Mm, I don't remember. I can't remember. It wasn't a very long season. And then this guy that we argued with, his argument was people are killing those early birds with decoys. Yeah. Because they want to fight, and they're not like during their breeding. They're in their, yeah, they're, lack of a better word, their rut phase. Yeah, they're they're not like they're establishing dominance. Hierarchy. They're establishing the yeah. hierarchy. So they want to fight, and then what happened to that person, or what happened to Tennessee, is they push back the season. Mm-hmm. So now you don't even have the time where a turkey wants to fight. Yeah, you're, you're just getting that late season bird, which might strike up, might not. I've never had much luck late season um other than out of state definitely depends on you know how much your turkeys have been hunted and how you know yeah a lot of factors it's a lot and then they dropped the limit to two yep and that guy was all for no more decoys no more this uh and then when asked about the limit he was kind of like i don't know about that yeah he was like i don't want to i don't want to drop the limit because i want to keep killing my four and I was like, you're really worried about this population, aren't you? But you're not willing to sacrifice for your, you know, you're not willing to sacrifice anything, but you want everybody else to give up something. Yep. Like, you're a clown, dude. <laughs> but that was a rant. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I want, you know, I love the wild turkey. I respect the wild turkey, and I want to keep them around. 
and I think everybody should have the opportunity to be able to hunt them and hunt them however you want as long as it is respectful to the turkey and some people may say well using a decoy isn't respectful to the turkey well how is it any different you know the object of the game is to trick him into coming close enough to shoot him like you're calling at him pretending to be a a hen like why is it a big deal if you got a hen decoy out there or you know a strutter decoy i know everybody's against those now like I get it. I like like I said, we've been turkey hunting a long time. We get it. Like I know we understand that if you don't use a decoy, it adds a little more uh, challenge to it. And if you're at that point in your turkey hunting career, great. Like I don't use a decoy most of the time. I mean, if I go with my dad or something, we might use a decoy because he's not the type to just run and gun and blow it out kind of like I like to do. But, you know, if you just, if, if people stopped worrying about how everybody else was hunting and just focused on how, you know, you're doing the right things and you're hunting respectfully and, you know, things like that, hunting would be a much better resource. Yeah, I agree. And speaking back kind of on the teach somebody to love it and they'll take care of it thing, saw something on SCI today and they... There's a bunch of stuff going around throughout the country. They're basically attacking hunters, you know, and it's all snowball effect stuff, but they were talking about endangered species in certain states, and they were like, if you want somebody to, or an animal to come off the endangered list, let the hunters take care of them because yeah. they want to hunt it. Yep. And so we'll take care of it as long as we can hunt it. Yep. And so that's the same thing with turkeys, but it's got to be the right hunter. It can't be a good, respectful hunter or do more for any kind of animal than any pita person yep oh ain't no doubt and like uh for example and i i identify i identify with this wholeheartedly because i haven't killed my lemon in mississippi in years just like yes i kill one in mississippi every year but i start taking other as soon as i kill one i start taking other people and the only time that i'll kill two is if I just don't have anybody to take or like nobody can go with me. I'll go by myself just because I really want to go. And if I kill one, I kill one. But Mike Waddell said last year, like he has seen the turkey numbers on his property start to kind of decrease. And so therefore he has not killed a turkey in Georgia in like five plus years because, you know, he like, yeah, I, he allows, I think, his kids to hunt it, and he'll call one up for somebody else, but he himself has not killed a turkey in Georgia for five years because he's trying to do his part to help the population. Like, what helps the population more other than letting it grow? And, yeah. you know, if you're willing, you know, to make that sacrifice, I think that it says a lot about you as a gamekeeper and a you know, outdoorsman. Yeah. Kind of a rant there. Yeah, we're rant. We're, we're we didn't gonna, think we we're gonna get this far into the weeds. No, yeah, we we're literally worse saying like, oh, we'll just get, bring up turkey hunting and see where it goes. You know, we're going to the NWTF, blah blah blah. We'll talk about whatever. But we've definitely gotten on a little rant here and gone a little longer than normal. Yep. And I mean, I can't say it enough. You know, teach somebody to love something, they'll take care of it. And obviously, we're passionate about it, so that's why we're ranting about it. But I think it's going to be a good year. The I'm excited. should be nice. We haven't had like a real hard winter or anything. Early spring says the groundhog. Yeah. Turkey's already gobbling. So we done hopefully, some shot gobbled one shed hunting. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, getting that time. A few more weeks. Yeah, I'll be here before you know it. Yep. After this NWTF this weekend, I'll be, I'll be itching. I think. And speaking, we'll we'll touch on this note and then we'll wrap it up. What are you looking forward to at the WTF this weekend? Man, I don't know. I'm I'm not a real uh, big crowd person. Big crowds are not my thing, and so I get kind of uh, a little bit anxiety walking around in a room that big full of that many people. But dude, I I really like going to the booths. I like seeing you know it. It's so cool. You're just like casually 
in the Opryland Hotel, and you're like, oh, hey, there's there's Mark Drury just walked by. Like, there there goes Dave Owens over there. He's like getting him a hamburger. Like, you know, uh, I think one year we, like, were getting a hamburger at this hamburger place and, like, sat down, and Michael Waddell was, like, sitting over next to us. And, you know, it's just it's so casual, and it's so cool to see all these people, and everybody's there for the same reason. Yeah, I think that's the coolest part. Everybody's there for the same reason. Yeah, and but – and you can make friends with anybody there. Oh, yeah. they're right. all there. Everybody's Every, got something in common. Everybody's wearing the camo. Like, people got their spurs around their neck. Like, everybody's a turkey hunter. And, you know, I don't want it to be – I don't think it's one of those things where everybody's trying to one-up everybody. I think most everybody's there for the same reason. But, it like, it's cool. It's a really – if you haven't been, you need to go if you're a turkey hunter. Uh, but, with that being said, my favorite part about it is the Grand Nationals. Dude – those guys can call holy cow i consider myself a pretty good caller i use a mouth call because that's what i like uh i don't really use a box call or a slate call i'll use a box call out west or if it's real windy but i like the i don't know what you'd call it like i like that i'm the one making the noise with my own breath like my own vocals sort of and so I use mouth call, and I consider myself to be pretty good on it. But those guys are just unreal. Like it, it, it will blow your mind listening to those guys in the calling competition. It is insane. And so I, I really enjoyed like watching the final day of that. I'll say for for me, I'm I'm, I'm a gear guy, so I like gear. Yeah, so for sure, it's cool seeing all the new stuff coming out. And um, like Weber said, it's just kind of casual. You see all these what we consider celebrities, and you just kind of hanging out with them, and you get to talk to them, and they're always super kind to everybody, and I guess it kind of makes you stand a little taller. Yeah, yeah, you get for to sure. talk to those people, and they talk back to you. So, um, I guess we'll wrap it up now. Heck, we're almost to a, almost to an hour. Yeah. Um. So we're slowly transitioning, or I guess we've transitioned yeah, into turkey hunting, and so. If y'all have anything, just text Weber, shoot me a text, whatever. Message us on Instagram. And if there's something you want to know or how we do things turkey hunting, just let us know. And um, with that being said, as always, if you want to leave a review, leave a five-star review and leave a comment. And thank you for listening to the Ultimate Addiction Podcast. See you next time.